Hello, it's Mike Richards here from the Treasury Recruitment Company. I hope you're enjoying the Treasury Career Corner. If you are, great news. Perhaps you give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast content. This means that even more Treasury professionals can benefit from finding out or by finding out about how Treasurers have achieved their career goals. The link to rate our show will list at the bottom of our show notes. And please remember as well, the show itself is as much about you as it is about us. If there are specific questions you want us to ask or there's feedback you want to give, please drop me an email. My direct email is mike at treasuryrecruitment.com, inventively enough. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show. Good evening, Luxembourg. Okay, well, we'll do that again, shall we? Good evening, Luxembourg. Ah, right, we are awake. That's it, just checking. Um, Firstly, I want to say thank you very much to our panellists this evening. Without this motley crew, this evening wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't be hearing all about their careers and how you can copy them, basically. That's what this evening's about. So, my name is Mike Richards. I'm a global treasury recruiter. I know many friendly faces. No, oh, I'm friendly faces. It's quite nice. We've even got Francois here. Thank you very much, Francois, for hosting us. Mini round of applause for Francois, please. Thank you very much. That's it. That's enough. Not going to go OTT. So I'm going to actually allow the panel members to introduce themselves rather than me talk through or paraphrase their backgrounds. But I just wanted to explain to you why we're actually doing this event. Basically, I've been talking to Treasury professionals for the past 20 plus years. And I love talking to them all about their different careers, about how you all do the the same job. You're all de-risking your company's money and looking after your company's money. But as we were talking to the panellists before, everyone in here has the similar title, treasurer. And you do it all in exactly the same way, with exactly the same tools, in exactly the same fashion. No, you don't. Everyone does it differently. And it's fascinating to me. And we were just talking about some of the differences there as well. And what I wanted to do was bring it to life. So actually, I started to do a podcast, weekly podcast, called the Treasury Career Corner, where I interview treasurers from across the globe about their treasury careers, how they got started, how they see both themselves and the treasury profession going and developing, and the future for treasury, if you like. And that then led to bringing it to life a little bit. So we did an event in London, and a couple of people I've seen here actually attended it. A really good evening, explaining these people how they got their careers and what, what happened. And now thought bring it to Luxembourg, and we're taking it around other places as well, to the States as well, to so see how different treasuries operate, things like that. So, as I say on the podcast, that's enough of me talking. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> um, perhaps if we start to my left, just introduce yourselves where you work, and then we'll jump back into the beginning of your careers just when we get to the end and stuff. So, Benoit. Okay, Benoit Skoltisen. I'm a group treasurer for Aparam. Aparam is a stainless steel producer uh, based in Europe and South America for industrial facilities and a distribution network around the world. Uh, It's a turnover which is, um, depending on the year and the volumes and the price of raw materials in the area of four five or six billion dollar, or well, your equivalent, and we're about 10,000 people in the world. Hi, good evening everyone. I'm Winky Choi uh, from Amazon. Um, I am the head of EU Treasury here in Luxembourg. 
Um, I don't think I need to explain much about what Amazon does. So it's like everything. <laughs> um, anything you need to know, you probably can look into the, the website uh, to know what our size. And, but we do have a very large base of employees around the globe. It's about uh, five, almost 600,000 people around the globe. Yeah. Good. Uh, good evening, everyone. So I'm Joanne Clodeau. I'm working for Blackstone Real Estate Europe. Uh, I recently joined them two weeks ago, to be, to be frank. Um, heading the treasury team. It's a new function uh, here in Luxembourg. And basically, I oversee all Europe and Asia operations. And basically, Blackstone is, um, they, they call them as the largest uh, real estate fund uh, in the world. Uh, basically, we focus on operations, and Blackstone uh, in the U.S. or in the in the U.K. are doing, let's say, acquisitions and uh, uh, investment for short-term and long-term views, depending on, on the portfolio. And here in Luxembourg, we really do, uh, let's say, the uh, the follow-up and the administration of all all the flows that are managed uh, by Blackstone. So, what we're now going to do is just go through some of the early careers and how these guys got into Treasury and how they've grown and developed and things like that. So, Benoit, you originally started with Umicore, is that right? Yep, correct. And how did you get into finance, you graduated Umicore, and then discovered Treasury, or how did it work? Yeah, well, um, graduated and started actually uh, a few months as a professor assistant at university, and then went to Umicore, where actually I did my thesis. And um, I was happy to join them because it was part of a, what they call a management trainee program, which was a series of short-term assignments. And um, I was more focused on commodity trading at the time. And I did one of these short-term assignments in Treasury, which I found very interesting. So it's so a combination of Treasury and commodity trading was, was, uh, was excellent. And then this is, well, the first step, let's say. Uh, in, in Treasury at that time. And it was an accidental step or you planned it or you just... No, no, no. I was part of the finance department of the group and it was a natural move to go uh, in Treasury, focusing more on foreign exchange risk management uh, specifically. Okay. So you got your first start. Winky, you had a very planned start into Treasury, you said before. It was the thing you said right from, you know, the day go. Or how did it happen? Totally accidental. Um, so I was actually starting with a systems group, um, supporting um, our treasury and accounting finance, basically. Um, that was never thought of much of treasury, other than the fact that I, because I was able to talk in the language of both business and systems, so I helped them to rebuild at a time back um, in the US, I was working for PayPal. Um, no, actually, even before that, I was working for back then called Federated um, Department Store, which is now we call Macy's. It's kind of pretty large department stores in the U.S. So I'm working for the financial services. I had run the system script in the databases development, run the um, actually develop imaging systems for the benefits group at the time, um, and set up a new call center of 200 people in Bangalore, India, um, remotely from Ohio. And so that was where I started. And then when I moved over to PayPal, um, the, I was put into to support because of my, also I have a dual degree in finance and system. So I was able to kind of help to support the, the treasury as well as finance. Um, happened to, they run into an issue with the money market fund systems. And I kind of, that's where I kind of joined in and helped them to build it out. 
But as we learn it, they, they don't quite understand how to talk to the engineers. And I was able to translate the two things and kind of able to bridge the gap. And at the time, the treasurer basically said that we probably want to pull her in because she understands the background as well as the front end and able to kind of articulate back to the business folks. So that's how I started back in the U.S. Johan. So basically, um, I come from a financial background, but uh, I fell into treasury a bit by accident uh, uh, also. Uh, basically, I wanted to, you know, when you exit university, you don't know really what is the business world. And I wanted to work for corporates. Uh, I'm from the region, but I didn't want to work for banks. I wanted to work for corporates and to, to really to be faced against really like real life or real activity where I thought banks will not bring me that. Uh, so I started my career in consulting business for ENY. Um, and uh, basically, I stayed there one year. Uh, after one year, uh, let's say I quickly discovered it, it wasn't for me. Uh, basically, they were, I was not steering my, my career the way I wanted. Uh, and basically, I left. And I had the chance to, to work for RTL with Francois, where basically, um, uh, I was very curious about treasury, but I didn't know anything about treasury, uh, about what was the content. And basically, uh, I'll, I started really as a junior and then grew in the department by doing projects and learning what is a treasury department. And frankly, uh, I've been doing so for almost 15 years now, and, 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 and really, I love it. So it's, it's really... A, um, I'd say there is a combination in this role that is uh, very, very uh, interesting, and that's why I'm still in, in, the, in that field. And why was it so interesting? Why was it Treasury that got you? Uh, basically, there, there is this... You, are, you can be considered as an internal banker, but it's more than just banking. Uh, you need to make the bridge between the internal needs and, and, and your internal partners, but also with the external partners. And you need to, to kind of balance this to provide a, the service towards basically your, your company and your internal partner first. Uh, and basically there is this mix of uh, business understanding, IT, uh, let's say negotiation, because you have also a lot of negotiation with the banks and uh, it's quite uh, quite mixed, so it's well, what I enjoy, basically. And Wiki, you talked about then translating Treasury, those non-systems well, and finance, into those Treasury guys. How did you go about it? And, you know, you're relatively early in your Treasury career to perhaps talk to, you know, older Treasurers or older Treasury staff. How did you get through that? Well, it's common sense. You understand what's important to them. So from Treasury perspective, they look at a lot of the time it's risk and, and economics. Um, and then from a technology side, also looking at risk. So as long as you understand what's important to them, you, you, you kind of articulate what's, how to get to what you need. And then at the end of the day, if a decision needs to be made, if you lay it all out pretty black and white, I think it makes it very simple for everyone to understand how the decisions, how do you come about a decision? So whether it's technology or it's finance. Because ultimately, if you look at the numbers, they both are saying, they could be saying opposite things, but if you're saying, hey, this is the opportunity cost here is X and this is Y, then if they can't compromise, um, someone about them will be able to make a decision. And that oftentimes I find it pretty easy to communicate um, as long as you understand that you find a common ground when you speak the same language. And that's where we, I kind of started with how to approach that, to take that approach from a 
starting from a risk perspective, yeah, and quantify it. And a similar question to you, Benwell. You know, you started in Treasury and then moved on and got a good promotion to Mattel. I'll Mattel, you say it better than I. Um, you know, talk, talk us through that role or that progression. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the last assignment at, at UMICOR was more, as I, as I said, on commodity trading. And I had an opportunity to join Arcelor, which was the first merger, actually. And, um, and there I focused much more on financing, which was something pretty new for me and was a huge restructuring to be done, as you can imagine, when three large groups are merging together. And uh, I mean, it's been a, a very, very interesting time, uh, a mix of culture, uh, Spanish, French, Belgium, German, merging all together. You can imagine then in terms of culture, it's pretty different. Um, We've been very successful at the time, and um, after that assignment, I had an opportunity to build up something new for Arcelor, which was not existing in relation to community trading. And then I moved to Paris to develop their community trading desk, which was something which was inexistent. And basically, it was a, a fantastic experience. Mm. And we've been growing and growing, and then the second merger happened with, our, with uh, Metal. Want to create Arsenal Metal, and a new culture came in, and a complete change of mindset, much more financially driven than engineer driven, as it used to be in the former steel companies uh, in Europe. So, all in all, it was a fantastic experience. And um, maybe to complete what John was saying, I think we are at least internal banker, but more than this, and on top of what he said, we are a very strong advisor, business enabler. We advise the business on what are the best solutions with a different mindset as a banker, obviously, which is more technical and more efficiency driven than, let's say, making money, basically. Um, and, and in that sense, the job of treasurer is something that you invent yourself to every day, basically. There is no one single day which is the same. You always try to, you know, to improve, to develop new things. And this is, this is really enjoyable. And I love it as well. You did seven years then. Uh, and in that role, yeah. And then you were just talking, and we were just mentioning about banking. You were then tempted to the dark side. <laughs> um, you you went to join Dexia. How, how come you made a move to banking? Yeah, well, there was a mix of uh, personal reasons, okay, and professional reasons. Um, we'll stick to the professional ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, it was at a time when. Um, well, many banks wished to be in the community trading business because it was driving a lot of value and uh, uh, generating a lot of opportunities of new business um, on the corporate side, but also on the private side, all kind of structured product. And Dexia at that time was still considered as one of the safest banks in the world. It happened not to be the case, but it was one of these banks uh, which was still growing and growing. Uh, and then I proposed them a project and we started the project. Unfortunately, the timing was not super good. It was in 2008, and um, as you can imagine, it's been very tough. Yeah. So um, somewhere I had a chance to live the bankruptcy of the bank, which is something which is unique in a professional life, and uh, which is um, plenty of, um, you know, um, of, 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 of knowledge to, to, to keep in mind all the time that this trust that was existing between the banks does not exist anymore and that your credit can deteriorate extremely quickly. As a treasurer, this is something 
which is very, very important to always keep in mind. I was going to ask, and you, you made the moves and then you switched back, as we'll come on to, into corporate. But what was the difference in culture like? I mean, you've touched on it there, but... Yeah, well, the thing in a bank, you are very, very specialised. You focus on one line of product and you focus on this and this and this. And, and basically, intellectually, it's much less interesting, to be honest, huh? uh, than working for a corporation. Um, so I had an opportunity. Uh, ArcelorMittal had decided to, to spin off its stainless steel division. And this is probably also a, a, a once-a-life experience, was to create a corporate treasury department from scratch, exiting from a very large organization, ArcelorMittal, and to create everything to provide the same kind of services to our internal clients, but with different means, obviously. And I must say, it's been a fantastic, uh, fantastic experience. I will not come back on the entire uh, history of Aparam, but, well, it used to be a low-credit company. Now we're an investment-grade company. It's been a journey which was fantastic. Uh, uh, and from, from a treasury perspective, from a high-leverage company to a very low-leverage company, touching plenty of financing products and plenty also of hedging structures. And so... It's been a fantastic experience. We talked there, you've obviously worked for a lot of European groups or based in Europe and things. But with your career, Winky, you've worked with PayPal, Amazon, as we talked about. But how have you found the sort of progression? You got to, you started in the US, and then you made the transition with PayPal to Europe. Talk us through that move, if you like, or that part. <laughs> that was also accidental. Um, that was, um, at PayPal, I was doing a lot of projects um, when I got into the treasury, which includes also the FX, big FX engine. Um, at the time, they were looking for folks that who, they're also building out uh, a bank in, in Europe, in Luxembourg specifically. And so they need to build out the team. I was employee number nine in Luxembourg and kind of bring the knowledge and culture uh, to um, out here in a new corporate office. Um, and at that time, we are a bank, but it's with a bank within the corporate, um, which it means it's we are essentially setting up new a lot of new financial products for our customers. Um, so it's it's not like a bank, <laughs> um, but we still have a, have the banking regulatory uh, requirements reporting that we have to support, which helps me to understand from a bank perspective what the constraints are, um, but never left the corporate challenge and the, the workload that comes with it. So that's really how kind of that transition comes along. And that was supposed to be a two-year assignment as an expat. But 11 and a half, almost 12 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> Not as an expat, but as a local. And how does it contrast between the, the U.S. culture of treasury, treasury culture and the U.S. approach to treasury, mm -hmm. rather, to European and the, the approach over here? I think the biggest difference for us is that America, cor corporate America still sees that the center of universe is still in the U.S., which means that you will have, depending on what time zone your corporate is, you're going to work late hours. Um, decisions oftentimes still differ back to the U.S., so you will have to work extra hard from over-communication, making sure they understand what's happening. Um, they're not quite understanding the difference 
especially in Europe, because there's so many different countries, while they have a single currency, they don't understand every country might have a different requirements, especially even as simple as opening bank accounts or the KYC, all the documentation. So someone from the U.S. have never exposed to the process procedure in the European, the Eurozone, they're going to have a culture shock, um, and you will have to explain to them why things would take longer time and why there's so many holidays. Um, <laughs> those are the things that it would take time to get used to, um, but it's, it's a learning, right? So you manage expectation. I think that's important. It is our job to make sure that your headquarter um, understands what to expect and why, um, and you constantly need to challenge on your side, can things done quicker, more efficiently as well. And then you made the move into from PayPal into eBay, or you know how did that come about? That was because I um, was kind of done with the banking side, and they see that I have. I, I don't like to take no for an answer, so apparently that fits very well in the corporate eBay culture where they want to get things done, and it's kind of always in a challenging mode. So I I tend to kind of push the buttons quite a bit, and they want me to head over the the corporate side. And um, that just happened to, I was there, and then we kind of shared the same office, because eBay was, was yeah. PayPal was part of the eBay family. Um, so I had the, basically the, um, from the PayPal, actually I went into eBay, the corporate, and for Ymir, and then heading international, when we split between eBay and PayPal, so I took over the Ymir as well as APAC as well. So that talk about work hours, that you start from the morning, and for APAC, and then you got the European time, and then you have the evening to catch up with the U.S. So that was actually quite challenging, yeah. yeah. And, Johan, you made the move, RTL, entertainment industry, and TV, and all that stuff, and you made the natural move into building services. So how did that come about? Or was it just, hang on, it's just treasury. It doesn't matter what industry. I mean, how do you feel about that? And ask the other panelists as well. Yeah, well, indeed, it is rather treasury. Basically, the industry is key because you need to understand it, uh, being a treasurer, so you, because the, the service, I like to, to, to say that we provide services. The service might differ, but there is some, some roots, some, some, let's say, really roots that remain. Uh, but you get to adjust to, to the business workflows and, and services which are required. Um, yeah, I made the move not because of the industry, because I wanted to, to uh, I had a nice opportunity with a new challenge and, uh, and basically uh, I wanted to grow as well uh, in terms of uh, responsibility and, uh, uh, and new projects. So that's the main reasons why I moved at that time. Uh, not because I was particularly interested in the industry. I wanted to remain in the corporate environment. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's true that it's not a natural move. I didn't move to a competitor, or, or, but it, I remained in treasury, <laughs> nevertheless. With some of our US clients, when we're dealing with them particularly, they say, we want someone who has building experience yeah, and making that move, or FMCG and things like that. Mm. When I deal with a lot of European clients, it's less so. They go, yeah. actually, I want a really good treasury person that's had cash management or exposures or FX. I mean, just asking you as a panel, do you, do you think it's of relevance to have sector experience or it really doesn't matter, treasury is treasury, wherever you are, yes, it's useful or what are your thoughts? Do I need 
Well, uh, yeah, it depends uh, what 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 what's behind Treasury. Basically, if we talk about financing, probably the way financing is being organised is quite similar. Let's say um, across large multinationals. Uh, now, when it comes to more specific feature like um, uh, risk management, for example, this is a bit specific. For example, in the metals and mining industry, where where I am for a long time now. You need to know a bit about different markets, which are pretty unusual, probably, in the Amazon world or in the building world. Um, so, in a sense, yeah, if if you want to be successful, at least you need to gather the skills to understand about that. Yeah, it's useful house. Well, just just to comment on it, uh, basically, uh, let's say, if it's just to do copy paste, uh, I wouldn't have really been eager to change because. Of course, you have some some fundamentals of your work, and uh, but let's say uh, there need to be also the challenge to learn uh, of a new business activity, but also maybe of other treasury requirements. Uh, so you always have, I think, a, a foundation which might remain or might be duplicated from what you did before. And then uh, the opportunity to, to learn and to uh, exchange and to learn from the team, let's say, because it's not only a, a top-down uh, learning. Uh, it needs to be also that you learn from your peers or from your colleagues. Uh, and I think, let's say, the treasurer is not the only person working in the treasury department. Uh, so you are working with a team or you set up a new team. So it's important also to find the right skills in your team so that you can move on and build a new treasury department you are, you are let's say, uh, required to, to, to do. So for me, uh, let's say, the, there need to be, uh, let's say, you cannot jump into the role with no knowledge at all, uh, but let's say you are, we all grew in, in our role, and, uh, and, I, and I think that's what makes it interesting and challenging when you move to a, to a new company to get uh, to know new things. Yeah. Um, I think from my experience is that I th with the industry knowledge, it helps to shorten your learning curve to get to your job and do it. But ultimately, is your ability to learn and your attitude that kind of take it to the long, more of a long-term view. Um, I wouldn't say that I know everything about Amazon because we are everywhere and we've done a lot of things. But you've got to be able to learn, try to find ways to learn about that particular um, industry or that particular um, line of business very quick to help to address their, their, their needs, the risk assessment um, and funding, for example. So I, I, I think it's always, it's, as this gentleman mentioned, it's, it's all learning curve, it all depends. Um, but I do believe it would help a great deal if you do have some background um, to get started quicker. Okay, I just want to quickly get this across to talking about how the size of your teams and everything else. And one thing I get a lot of feedback on is balancing the day-to-day -day pressure that is on you guys as treasurers and the demands that your CFO is sometimes making or knocking at your door and saying, look, we want this, want this. Mm -hmm. Plus also, you know, your treasury analyst is knocking at your door and people management and things like that. Perhaps the size of your teams and what's your attitude to sort of the advice perhaps people are looking here and saying, well, I'm actually a new manager or I'm managing a team coming up and things. What sort of are your go-to ideas? You know, do you have goal setting or what are the things that you guys are thinking about? 
you stay that fast. What's the size of your team then? Um, <clears throat> we're probably a, a specific animal in, in Luxembourg in the sense that we are really uh, uh, the corporate treasury department of the group based in Luxembourg where we manage more or less everything except for South America and specifically Brazil where we have a team because of exchange controls we cannot you know, manage uh, um, um, offshore. But for the rest, we manage pretty uh, much the rest of the group um, from Luxembourg. So we are seven at the moment. Uh, we used to be more. Um, I do not desperate to come back to his initial number, but at the moment, this is, this is a sign of the team. And well, we are a very operational team. Um, we have a, a small trading room uh, and, and, and people are really interacting with our commercial people, with the group on a permanent basis. And uh, this is a team of three. And then we have a team of three, uh, which focus on what we call treasury operations, which is everything but trading, let's say. And, uh, and myself focus more on the financing side of the group. Yeah, so that, that's the way we're structured for the moment. And managing those team or coaching those team members, you know, how do you fit it in? You know, what's your attitude towards people management as it were? Well, you shouldn't ask. <laughs> <It's your agenda. laughs> no, I mean, I'm, 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 I trust people I work with. Um, I have um, two senior persons in the team, uh, very good people with a good experience, part of the team for a long time, which is... Um, which is somewhere also a good, a good uh, feeling of their trust towards me. Um, so they are very independent. Um, we catch up, obviously, on every key uh, points we need to decide together, but uh, they are very independent uh, in their work. Um, kind of the opposite. We are not the corporate, right? So we are the, think of it as a regional uh, treasury center. Uh, the team has five, um, probably will continue to expand. Um, but as a treasury, we have from like global cash management, we have about 40 some odd people. Um, then, then we got the risk team and we got the capital market team. Um, so it's, it's quite large organization, obviously, because of the size of a company. Um, how we manage, they did, I, same as why well, I, I trust my people. And I think that's very important. Um, and you do let them fail. Um, you try to guide them as much as possible, but you let them fail knowing that that they have done their best and you will back them up. I think that's, that's important. Um, we can't do everything perfectly. A lot of times we make decisions based on what we know at a time and obviously things could change. Um, but we learn as we go. I think that's the attitude we need to take and making sure that don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah, don't do it again. So basically, uh, well, it's a pretty new team for me, uh, but we are 12, uh, 12 people, um, and basically uh, it's focused into, it's split it into two teams, one more focused on projects and uh, basically the reorganization of, uh, of the department. We are three there, and then uh, let's say nine, nine other people more focused on treasury administration. I'd say the, there is really a, a lot of focus on, on cash management and making things work, more than 40 banks, 80,000 bank accounts spread everywhere, so uh, quite heavy uh, workload there. A lot of manual process so far, but basically the idea is to really kind of revamp the, the organization and the structure uh, to make it more strategic, uh, more with, let's say, not from a pure admin and, uh, let's say, 
you know, resultants from the business, but really taking a more proactive view in terms of uh, bank relationship, bank management, really the management of the treasury, uh, supervising, let's say, in terms of uh, risk management also. Uh, and let's say there are a lot of uh, intercompany loans and transactions which are going back and forth. And Treasury was, to some extent, not that much involved so far. So basically, uh, I, I'm really challenging the structure right now. Um, if I can say from my previous job, because that's what is the, the fresher, uh, basically uh, I worked in a, in a smaller team uh, of, uh, of five where I was adding basically Treasury operations. For me, that was really key to... Um, to kind of, at some point, if I was working on projects which I had already done, to kind of more coach my colleagues so that they get the chance to, to learn as well. I think this is really important not to be everywhere. Uh, and to, you, you are present, but you try to coach, so you try to let them do, uh, so that basically they learn also on, on the spot. And you are very frequently uh, more than... Uh, happily surprised, <laughs> uh, but you let them fail as well, I agree. <laughs> uh, but let's say uh, it, it, went, it went quite well. Uh, and I don't think that Treasury should, should have, let's say, uh, always like uh, lots of people in the department. I really see that more as a, as a supervision role and, and guidance. And then uh, that's for my new role, and we'll see if, if there will be more people, but it's, it's not the main objective, I think. Uh, but the supervision and the guidance, providing, let's say, treasury uh, knowledge uh, in an organization sometimes that has not had a treasurer on board before, uh, basically challenging the way they, w they do things can, can be good. And uh, that's uh, what I, I'm trying to do. Looking at the panel here, and as a group, we combine sort of 60, 70 years worth of treasury experience, expertise, and my... Mostly from them. <laughs> Add the numbers up. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, they're not that old. It's all right. No, Careful. No, no. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, but we can just take it. You you joined PayPal way back, you know, in 2004, and you've seen, obviously, Treasury evolve a lot in that time. Yep. But also you've worked for Blue Chip Corporates who are at the forefront of that a little bit as well, you know, some of the things that they're doing. How have you seen Treasury evolve over that time? You know, since you first walked in the door, you know, sometimes I talk to people on the podcast as well. They say, yeah, I remember picking up a fax and sending it off. And then you say to kids, they go, what's a fax? Um, you know, through to now it's straight through processing. Now it's everything. Is it all of that? Are we all going to be replaced by robots? Or is that what's happening? Well, I think we're certainly heading that way. It's, it's less of what we think about ourselves as how our business partner and the business thinks see us. I think in the past, I think most of the um, companies, or the, I'm sorry, the, the departments who look at treasury is, you go to them if you need funding, you need bank account opening, um, or any issues that they might have about payment. But what they now starting to see, and maybe just this is our job as a treasurer, is that we are business partners, as one has mentioned. Um, their strategy, we need to be in the front of it, including the M&A. So, I think they have forgotten Treasury actually play an important role. Mm -hmm. um, the technology piece is given. It's automation is given. What we see today is if you're still using the manual process, um, that, that might continue for a while, but I, we certainly are moving towards AI. Um, there's a lot of machine learning that we are doing now. Uh, we do have our service center in India, but I don't see that's going to be permanent. 
anything can be done manually can be replaced. It's just a matter of time. So we need mentally, we need to be prepared for that stage to come through in our lifetime. Um, and then we will really take a step back and take this more strategic world uh, when it comes to um, business development expansion. General, what do you think about the future? Uh, <clears throat> look, I, I think I, I completely agree with, with Winky on uh, this manual task, which still remains for certainly will be automated in the, in the near future. Um, in Aparam, we had to do this transition um, pretty quickly when, 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 when we exited um, ArcelorMittal. So we made that, at that time in 2012, this challenging choice of going for a, a pure cloud-based system, uh, SaaS as a service. Um, it's been a kind of a challenging uh, choice at that time and implementation has been pretty tough, but what we see where we are today, basically we could be only happy of that. Um, it works, we might not be happy every day, but globally it works fine. And uh, when I see what we do with such a limited um, number of people, I mean, we are more efficient, if I can say, as we used to be in the old organization. And I think this trend will continue uh, for certainly, uh, and we will push for it at least, um, to have not less people, but at least the same number of people focusing more on more intellectual analysis, more uh, uh, you know, uh, things that will drive the business more efficiently rather than only doing manual tasks. You talk about the people aspects of it. Obviously, you know, I run the treasury recruitment company, and that's why you know, I see front-end when I'm talking to clients, such as yourselves, wanting to recruit candidates maybe that come from this room, people coming up through their treasury careers. Looking at your recruitment ethos, is each of you and things like that, what, you know, you've talked there about intellectual ability being the key facet for the future maybe you know over to yourself Johan you've just joined a new team and you know recently recruited into a new role so you've been had that first end you know hitting you yeah. what's your ethos uh, let's say um, I think you, you have to to try to be always positive because it, you can face some challenge in, in the treasury uh, that's for sure uh, but I think uh, People need to be curious, um, you know, they, they need to, to be willing to, to face new challenges. But in a team, you, you need different skills uh, because I need some colleagues also who are happy to do the day-to-day, -day, uh, you know. Uh, they don't all want to, to become project leader or, or, <laughs> or be the next, uh, the next treasurer. Um, but let's say it's to find the right balance in your teams so that you can compose. Um, but I definitely think they need to be uh, taking ownership of uh, of what they do, independent of the level or the type of job they are doing on day to day. Uh, then basically, um, yeah, d depending on where you are sitting, I think um, you should be curious on uh, on really uh, taking ownership uh, of what you are doing. Yeah, Winky, when you're recruiting, what? Well, maybe it's different as well when you are recruiting because obviously it can be more challenging for people in different industries and things like that. I know that in the past I've recruited for or spoken to the Amazon treasurer and things, and I said, oh, you know, I'm a recruiter. And he said, yeah, we don't need you. So, yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, that's really nice. Still bought him a beer, though. Because, you know, he simply said, you know, a lot of the time they put up, you know, here's, here's the job vacancy. Oh, yeah, here's 500 applications. 
Do you get the similar thing over here or what's your ethos around recruitment as well? Um, I don't get the 500 because I asked the HR to scan through those for us. <laughs> um, I, we don't have the bandwidth. Um, but yes, we, we, and don't take it personally, we don't need a recruiter because we do get a lot of candidates who would like to join Amazon. They have no idea what they are getting into um, because we are very demanding. And one of the things that we do look at is we first actually want to make sure that you're coming from a, a you have done, you have been stretched before, meaning you have done with a large volume, projects, and then leaderships. Um, in taking a role, leading ownership, owning the projects, right? So, so one of the things that we, we do, um, many things that we look at, one of the things we do look at is whether or not they demonstrate the leadership principles within Amazon. So ownership is one of them, able to take risk. Um, and, and so it's less of an issue for us. Um, but from what I do look at is, yes, there's certain, depending on the job itself, um, I do look for people with not just analytical skills, but communications, um, um, strategic role that they have done before. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, if you can do the checklist, you know, cash management, et cetera, that's great, that's given. But what is above and beyond? What is your capacity to do something we haven't done before, get into something new, um, take risk? How do you deal with conflicts? Because you're going to be working with tax and legal, and <laughs> those are favorite words that we have, um, that oftentimes we are in, we contradict with each other. How do you deal with those conflicts, right? So those, those are the things that we look at in the skill sets. It's kind of like the soft skills that we're looking for, rather than technical skills, because those are actually already given. Um, we do expect that, and that's what's above and beyond. And how do you measure or assess those? Because you know, if they're soft skills, yeah, then you know hard skills. Boom, they're on the paper. What about them? we do once you pass the the, the technical assessment? So the HR will probably reach out directly and kind of talk through. They are pretty well trained HR folks for Treasury, so they know what to look for. Um, once they understand what they kind of pass the the first round test, and we'll bring them in for for interview. Oh, I don't know. Not, not so much to add to this. Uh, well, uh, in Aparam, we did not hire so much, actually. We had a, a very good, strong, and stable team for a long time until well, people wanted to evolve, and some of, some of them left. Some of them changed inside Aparam, which is also a very good sign when people can move from Treasury to another part of the finance department. Um, then something where I can add, it, it, well, and it's part of the soft skill, but it, and it's something which is key in my opinion. Treasury, some somebody must be absolutely rigorous, and and a certain ability to absorb uh, some stress. Um, we are in a very operational department. Uh, every mistake um, can have well tremendous consequences. So in that sense, being extremely rigorous, and this is a key point on which I insist all the time. Um, is, is key, in my opinion, in a treasury position. Mm. Yeah, one of our previous guests actually made a very similar point. They said, don't ignore the, the small mistakes. Exactly. Because it won't be long before they're a big issue. Exactly, exactly. Now, what I'm going to do, we'll open the questions to the floor in a moment, but just before we do, just to explain, what will happen is we will 
you know, close off the questions. And the panellists have kindly agreed that if you at one stage want to copy or emulate any of the people on this careers, accidental or otherwise, um, and whatever you might think, if they, you know, people are here and looking at your careers and they want to have a very similar careers themselves, the one piece of advice you're going to give them. So we'll come on to that in a minute. So that gives them some thinking time. <laughs> Questions from the floor. What do you guys want to know or ask the panellists? Quick, is your own ch- chance to get your own back. They've answered everything. That's it. It's amazing. Winky, you said um, one of your challenges in dealing with the Americans is particularly them understanding the holiday structure. What are you doing next week? Next week's a new holiday. What, uh, what, what holiday? Uh, there you go, you don't even know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thursday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put it, I didn't put it on my calendar, actually. So, um, I know it is kind of strange, but like yesterday apparently is the holiday. Um, so well, I was Labor working. Day, I hate that, of course. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Labor Day, because I, I work in the U.S., I came from the U.S., so Labor Day, I always remember September. Um, so now it's happened in May, and I'm not used to it, except the fact that I do have kids at home, and they remind me that they don't have school, therefore it's the holiday in Luxembourg. Yes, you have to juggle, um, and do you manage. So what I did is uh, the compromise is I don't work during the day, and then I kind of catch up in the evening where the call actually usually starts. So I kind of hopped on the, some of the important calls and, and let them know that, hey, today's a holiday, but I do respect that we need to catch up certain projects. So you kind of have to w- have a work-life harmony on yourself. Um, they cannot they, and they should not expect you to work during the holidays, but you do know that certain things, you just everybody's waiting for you to, to kind of, keep the progress going. So you kind of have to make the choice. Um, but I'll make the time up somehow, find another way, maybe on Friday evening, I'll just take off early and, and do something else. Um, but that is a challenge working with American company uh, when you're not in the US, yeah. Ben, well, you mentioned as well, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I just wanted to add on this. I mean, in, in Treasury, definitely, you need to be flexible. And, and this is also, also something I, I say to the teams. I mean, I don't want you to be in the office to do hours, right? Uh, you, you do your job when you have to do it, and if you have to go back to work even later in the evening, it happens. Um, that's also the beauty of Treasury, basically. Yeah? Um, you need, you know, um, to have the capacity, I mean, to go back into your job uh, at any time. And, you know, days off, official days off, we always organize um, a permanence so that uh, services are continued to be rendered to countries which would not be yeah. on holiday at the same time. Okay. Yeah, currency holidays. Well, you are not the only one in, in the boat. Uh, so that's important that uh, there is also kind of organization uh, in the team to oversee the different projects when, when you are off. I've learned through my career to delegate more and more uh, and to to be able when I'm off to take my time off indeed I was checking sometime a few uh, a few mails stepping into some calls but that should be limited because you need to also grant uh, some ownership and responsibility to the team because otherwise if you always concentrate on yourself then they might be you know frustrated as well so for me, it's trying to find the right balance as well uh, to, to kind of delegate and step in when it's required, but it's not always required, uh, <laughs> definitely, in my view. 
Other questions? Everyone's very happy. You know, Maybe a comment from my side. Yeah. I see that now, and I don't know if you share the same view, that two interesting in our job. So when you compare the other finance function, I think that our function has evolved much more over the last 10, 15, or 20 years for those who are in the profession for a longer time. So I think it's uh, challenging. We have a lot of challenges. You mentioned the global financial crisis, all the consequences, regulations, etc. We were last week with some of you at the uh, risk of laboratory, and so we talk about the challenges. So it's exciting, challenging, but it's exciting. And so I think that it's great in our profession compared to the other finance function where I do believe that the evolution was less uh, visible in their job uh, apart from the technology behind. And even the technology in our specific function is quite quite developed mm -hmm. with a lot of applications. And the second uh, thing that I've noticed also in discussing with other associations, it's great to have an association because we talk to each other, what is not necessarily the case in other finance profession. I do not see my colleagues from accounting, <laughs> consolidation, even the CFO talking to to their peers. So I think that it's great that we have this kind of community and it helps us also to grow, to exchange. We have some discussion with some of you for, for new job challenges or to recruit or could we at association give some support. So I think it's two interesting things that I don't, I don't know if you share the same views. It's clearly the uh, curiosity. I think treasurer are curious to exchange with uh, their peers yeah. and frankly let's say there are some of the basic treasury items which need to work. You, let's say you need to handle proper bank account structure, cash management, that's the basic and, and you will find that in every organization. And, and sometimes it's quite strange to see that it's not that optimized or that uh, all the systems are not always in place despite we are in an IT educated environment. But it's not that straightforward for, for all organizations. So once the kind of basics are, are, are done, I think, let's say, yeah, uh, uh, finding what, let's say, are the new challenge or the new, the new best-in-class solutions, I think uh, it is really important to, to get involved with, with the treasury associations or exchanging with peers, and that's f quite stimulating. Uh, and indeed, say, I, I made most of my career in treasury, so basically I've been acquainted to, to, to this uh, quite young. But it's, it's really important, I think, to, to come out of just your own environment because you have to learn a lot from, from others, I think, uh, and then to, to bring it to your organization afterwards. One of the things I talk about on the podcast and I ask treasurers is about the future of treasury and we, you know, we touched on their automation, we talk about all the other things. Now, people in the audience are thinking, well, that's all very well. That's what's coming at treasurers. CFOs sometimes are saying, look, you're my treasurer. Can you assess this for me? I've got all this other stuff. You do that, and they push you out in the forefront, right, right in the forefront a lot of the time, even if you don't want to be out there. But there's a lot of people then asking me and you know, perhaps wanting to ask you guys, what should they be doing for their, themselves, for their resumes, for their CVs? I was asked a question just a couple of days ago from someone saying, look, I'm thinking about studying about cyber warfare, cyber warfare, cyber security, everyone's going on about it and, you know, in all the conferences. With you as treasurers sitting there, you know, what advice would you give, again, to the people in the audience that are going, right, should I go off and study a qualification? You know, should I go and, you know, get more interpersonal skills, do some training on my softer skills as a manager? 
or what are the things that when you're looking to bring people in or, and or looking at your team thinking I need more of this or this is what we need more of as a team any of you that's good I've got them all thinking and they're all like you didn't put this on the cards I know what's your question I would say um, it's getting out of your comfort zone. You can't really plan. Yes, there's a lot of technology going out there. Be aware of what's going on around, especially with the customers. What I've learned is that I think your customer will trust you more, internal customer, um, if you know more than they do about their business, about their risks, about their challenges. So one of the closest partner, business partners we have is payment folks. Um, while instant payment, for example, is, it's not really big for treasury per se, because we pay the vendors, et cetera, and yeah, it's wires, ACH, right, or SEPA. But the AP side of things is, especially with different regions, for example, in India, they do payment on delivery. Someone deliver an Amazon package, I want to pay the courier right there, right then, by phone. They don't have a bank account. So you've got to be ahead of understanding where we think we're expanding, what the challenges they might have. You've got to be, go ahead of that curve. And on top of that, you've got to work with the banks. Sometimes the banks are not aware what, well, maybe because it's where Amazon. Um, so they're more willing to work with us in product development. We oftentimes tell the banks what we need to have um, from a bank structure, virtual accounts, um, Virtual on virtual, meaning I can have a single account and that can be virtual to different jurisdictions, right? So they have challenges on their side, but I want to tell them now, this is what we see we would need. You go find a way to meet those qualifications, to the requirements. We start brainstorming. So I think what, what we would be looking for and get ourselves ready is don't be afraid to think outside the box. And we really talk to people even not just within Treasury, but your customers and their vendors um, completely outside and how the other industry may be handling certain things that are different from your own industry because they might have something similar or they may be doing something totally creative that you're not aware of. Yeah, well, I would certainly not advise anyone to try to copy <laughs> uh, um, a career, whatever, I would certainly recommend young people to try to gather as much experience as possible, a broad experience, diverse experience in different areas before making a choice to specialize in, in something or even to apply to a more global role. Um, yeah, and, and I think um, one of the, let's say, weak point between brackets, which is often uh, highlighted is, is, is skills, soft skills basically. This is clearly where uh, I would recommend really young people to try to get very well trained and to, to be very confident in their, in their soft skills because finally, ultimately, it's, it's all about you know, human relationship and uh, this is super important for the success of a team. Yeah. The same. <clears throat> it's some, something I, I raise myself. Uh, would it make sense to to make a or to study a, a treasury qualification on top of my studies? And uh, basically, I never did it. Uh, I think it can add value. 
when you are young, if you are very interested by, by this field of, of, of business, let's say of, of finance activity, um, it, it's, it can be interesting and it gives you a better chance to enter the treasury world. But let's say um, I, I learned along the, along the way and I think um, uh, that's, uh, that's also very interesting and, um, and a good chance to, to get to learn on the spot. Uh, but again, you need to show that you're curious, that you're curious, and you need to, you need to have the chance to work on uh, into corporates which are in a let's say changing mode. Uh, basically, so it's one of the reasons why I changed also my my initial uh, let's say career plan. Uh, it was not meeting my my expectations. So I think you you need to know yourself as well uh, and what what you wish to, to achieve, let's say, uh, don't target to be the CEO or the group treasurer uh, on your first day after university, but let's say to, to know what is important for you in life and in, uh, in, at work, uh, what are your, your expectations, uh, more in terms of, let's say, responsibility or areas that you want to explore, rather than being focused on, okay, I want to study this, uh, so for me, treasury qualifications are, are nice, but they are not must-have, uh, to be frank. So Benoit said, so you know, the takeaway there is obviously get a breadth of experience before choosing to specialise. Mm -hmm. Be curious. I think we'll take that one. And get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Thank you very much. I know that I can hear the chinking of glasses out there. Hopefully someone's not drinking our wine, but they might be. We'll get out there in a moment. Um, I just want to thank all of the panel for today now this will be we will be reposting this uh, if there's bits you want to hear about on the treasury career corner that's our website and everything else go there you'll find a number of other interviews with other treasurers as well and some of these uh, ladies and gentlemen may, may actually be in there in the future as well um thank you very much panel Put your hands together please thank you thank you very much